Welcome to Nothing You Say Matters, the podcast where two Islandan besties dive headfirst into the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Hey, Maddie. Hey, Annie. How are you? I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling. I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds so high in the sky. I'm singing. Singing in the rain. And we're we're back. back. We're back, but especially I am me who's back because... Last week, honey, I could have had it all, but I was rolling in the deep. What's happening? And I finally. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Rejuvenated. Oh, I see your 10 day come down. Yes, it's officially over. Just in time for the Christmas period. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, what a fantastic uh, week it's been. We released our third ever episode of Nothing They Say Matters with Chio Gomez. Please go check it out. Chio is a fabulous performer and an even more fabulous guest, I must say. And he enlightened us on so many topics that it's hard to count on two hands. <sighs> yes, indeed. It'll really make you think. Anyway. <laughs> uh, how was your week, Annie? Did you do anything uh, out of the box, out of the park? Oh, it was a fabulous week. Guy Fox, fireworks in the park, hot spiced wine, a queer creatives meetup, a, a, a brass band playing the hits. <laughs> These are some things that I did. Uh, how was your week, honey? It was like that scene from It's All So Quiet from Bjork when in the beginning she's in that like extremely filthy bathroom. Oh, I don't remember Just this. like washing her face. And then she steps out and the song starts. But my week was that bathroom. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> on with the show. <laughs> we have our first ever question from a listener, Maddie. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Fred S. writes from <laughs> Brighton, I think. Hi, babes. Are there many different sounds on your soundboard? I imagine they're big colored buttons like a kid's toy. Am I wrong? Well, Fred, thank you so much for your question. Thank uh, you. Our soundboard is, of course, uh, integral to the making of this show. Uh, let's have a little bit of a uh, Play walkthrough. Around. Yes. Yeah. Some, some bits that we may not have used so far are... Look it up. Madonna. Madonna. We thought we would use this like at least twice an episode, but... For you, particularly. <laughs> you, you dumbass. <laughs> and but, uh, uh, I forgot that it was there and I haven't used it, but I'm going to use it constantly throughout this episode. Another iconic one that we should integrate deeper into our episodes is... Oh my God, that was one time! Yes, our Mean Girls quoted, uh, we also have a... Mother... But due to this being 15 seconds long, we never, really never kind of get around to use it. <laughs> but I thought I would use it more often in response to these queens looks. For some reason, the one that we thought we would not use a lot ends up being used all the time. My neck. My back, my well, anytime we say the word neck in real life, we just wind up saying that song to each other. <laughs> and of course, my favorite, which some you viewers, listeners, might not realize what it is. Fight the real enemy. Do you know what that is, Maddie? Uh, it's uh, Anne Frank tearing up her diary. <laughs> <laughs> it's an iconic moment in her history when Sinead O'Connor was on Saturday Night Live in the 90s and tore up a picture of Pope John Paul II. Uh, of 
Sister covering War by... War, what is it good for? Yes, uh, Sinead O'Connor's cover. (laughs) (laughs) What is it good for? Fight the real enemy. It was uh, an iconic moment. And Um, she was banned from SNL forever. She was just banned. She was cancelled, honey. This was pre-cancel culture, but she got absolutely cancelled. Her career was fucked. All because she spoke out against the Catholic Church. And this was all pre... uh, Child molesting. Well, it wasn't pre-child. It was (laughs) smack bang in the middle of child molesting (laughs) for the Catholic Church. But it was before it had all been brought to light. And she was way ahead of her time and she's paid the big, big price. So I really have endless respect and love for Sinead O'Connor for that and for many other reasons. Friend uh, of the show, Sinead O'Connor. So in answer to your question, Fred, uh, yes, it is a huge contraption. It takes up half the studio space here. I have to reach over uh, the fight the real enemy button and, <laughs> and use a kind of dialing wand to press the look it up button. <laughs> it's definitely not just a free iPhone app that we downloaded <laughs> from the app store. Definitely. It's not. All right, you can't use that. Okay, that was a crazy person and you cannot use it. Thank you for your question, Fred. Yes, and if you would like to send your questions in, please uh, DM us at Nothing You Say Matters on Instagram or nowhere else because we don't use any other form of social media. <laughs> yeah, ignore our Twitter. It was a bad idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we activated it once to retweet Crystal. <laughs> and now we're never going to use it again. <laughs> so, what did you think of this episode? What was I thinking of? I uh, didn't know what to expect after Crystal's elimination. Mm. I thought we are done for extravagant, fabulous looks. But we weren't, actually. Mm. Uh, I mean, nobody could replicate Crystal's level of polished look excellence. Mm. But the show is keeping to its very high standard that is set to it in the beginning. And I'm very pleased. Well, well. Uh, the episode <laughs> was really good. And I was I was really expecting, like, last week was so good and I enjoyed talking about last week so much. I was like, oh, there's always a dip now. We never get two good episodes in a row. But this was really good. Uh, now that we've cut the <laughs> wheat from the chaff, I feel like Gothy Kendall gave us Gothy Kendall, Gothy Kendall. <laughs> and thank you for that, Gothy. I say it at least 10 times a day. But <laughs> what did her and Scaredy Cat really have to say? Or what was their drag saying other than, like, I'm fashionable? Or I'm a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'm bi. But this episode got me excited for future seasons of Drag Race UK because these remaining queens are all fairly strong in different ways. And this episode was so good. They all brought a lot to it. And I'm really excited for when they can actually get the more diverse, more interesting queens on the show who may have not wanted to do season one and wanted to see how it panned out, you know? Yes. There weren't a lot of, like, surprises. No one did anything that kind of caught me off guard this whole season <laughs> <laughs> well especially this episode yeah uh everybody is kind of seems like to stick to their brand at this point play it kind of safe but that's why season two like i mean there has been so many buzz about season two um mm. if you listen to our chio gomez episode they kind of did a, a huge photo shoot with their wolf cabaret, with their wolf collective. cabaret collective and it kind of got around the internet as like season two cast question mark <laughs> like a like a trending little thing okay but I mean, those are all the people who will never be cast on <laughs> Drag Race. I mean, I say that not as shade, but as like Drag Race is not that alternative. Yeah. So what was your point? My point is, I want to be shocked a bit more. Oh, totally. Also, I want to see someone like, I mean, not that she's like... I mean, I Jackie know. Potato. Well, I absolutely would love to see Jackie Potato and seeing Bag of Chips do so well. I'm like, oh my God, Jackie would slay on this show. Would mop the floor. Absolutely. But, and also Ginger Johnson is just such a amazing Absolutely. drag queen in the style of like a drag race kind of girl like her 
looks are flawless. She makes amazing. She makes all her own costumes. Her performances always have a twist in them. And she's so fucking funny. When she roasted East London at that glory roast. Oh, the Max Allen. <laughs> she said Max <laughs> Allen looked like an onion badgie that had fallen on the floor. <laughs> I lost my shit. <laughs> Love both those girls. Hey, Max. Love Onion Baggy as well. <laughs> Love Onion Baggy. Oh my God, welcome to the stage. Onion Baggy, Bag of Chips' Indian counterpart. Anyhow, uh, you ready to talk some shit about some drag queens? Always. <laughs> the show starts with a casting call for UK season two by RuPaul, and she gives the queens a generous six days to send their videos <laughs> to and prepare. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I've heard, I've heard through the grapevine, the queens are getting, you know, my costume making friends are being contacted, and uh, girls are getting their looks together you know? already. Uh, well, the is entering. <gasps> oh my god. Oh, we're gonna have to censor that though. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> DM us if you wanna know. Yes. The deeds. <laughs> and we'll not tell you. Uh, and you know, I've heard of a few different girls who were planning, but you know, it's all still just at the audition stage, so who knows? And who cares? Uh, <laughs> you're all a bunch of ugly, talented little witches. I'm gonna miss you, is Crystal's farewell message on the mirror. So sweet. We'll miss you, Crystal. Are you still listening? Have you noticed that because she drew a little diamond or crystal mm. on the mirror? She's a red boy. That, <laughs> and also, it's really hard to draw a diamond. You know, like, in your head, it always seems so simple. But when you get to it, you're like, it's just an hectagon. And then you just draw no shade to Crystal's diamond on the mirror. But it just made me realize how hard is it to draw a diamond. You're doing amazing. <laughs> I wish you could see how sexy your listening face is. Another one of our sandboards. <laughs> so for some reason, the Vivian starts the show by answering Blue's question of who she would have picked. Have you noticed that Blue is just holding a cucumber casually in the back? No. I have a screen grab. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the receipts. I think that's a cucumber. <laughs> What? I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, we need to put that on the Instagram. Yeah, check our Instagram. Blue is just casually holding a cucumber in the Listen, background. Listen, when a girl's got to get a release. <laughs> or when a girl's got to eat. So yes, well, Blue, while stroking a cucumber, <laughs> she's really getting into this brand of being a dirty bitch, is like, who would you have picked if you had won the mini challenge and the Vivian answers for some reason even though clearly it's just a still <laughs> controversy and Davina is fucking pissed that nobody seems to rate her and kicks off and this storyline of hers was just going on and on and on throughout the episode yeah it's and it like got so boring after this scene kind of yeah it's like Blue says to her at some point like oh in my mind you're one of the top girls and Davina's like well not everyone seems to feel that way and it's just like, girl, get out of your head. Why, why, was, why, why wasn't Katya here at this moment? Just telling her, <laughs> this doesn't matter. Why wasn't Katya here for this whole goddamn season? <laughs> uh, she could have just been like in <laughs> secretly like creeping around, hidden in the walls of the workroom, and all the girls have secret conversations with her, but no one else knows that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone thinks they're the only one talking to and Katya. And she like gives the same tips to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and, but also, like, the Vivian is totally like Roxy Andrewsing Davina here. She's like getting in her head and making her second guess herself. By, you know the way like Roxy was bullying Jinx the whole time in her well, season. Well, this doesn't feel like bullying because Davina could have stopped at any minute, like just you know poking the sleeping be- uh, yeah. lion. It's just like who cares? You know you're a fierce queen. Well, it's funny because like the Vivian is playing it very smart because she seems she's like now that I've seen you, I think you're twenty times the drag queen you were in the outside world where you've been wearing the same outfit <laughs> and wig for the last ten years, <laughs> and it's like ah, oh, that is so like. 
If Davina comes for You lifted her up one centimeter, but then you drop below ten meters at I the mean, same time. I mean, it's such a harsh thing to say. And it's a bit gaslighty as well. It's like, girl, I'm just trying to pay you a compliment. But also, I completely <laughs> just wrote off your entire drag career. But also, it was kind of a funny read as well in the same time. Mm-hmm. So her, as a drag queen, she really succeeded in this beginning <laughs> segment. Yes, well done, Vivian. She, she calls out wearing the silver dress. She said, for me, you were always just like a red wig and a silver dress. And she says, I've worn that silver dress maybe 10 <laughs> times. And I was like, honey, well, that's your problem. <laughs> After I've been photographed in an outfit more than twice, I'd burn it. <laughs> Have you seen that Vivian posted a uh, Davina DeCampo starter kit on her oh, Instagram? Shade. <laughs> Which is just like a Smithy's red wig in the bag <laughs> and like a silver dress. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, Vivian also shades blue by saying like, I just told you I've, sh- I've chosen you, Cheryl and Bagger, i.e. everyone else. <laughs> For Blue Hydrangea. <laughs> and it's just like, it sets up the episode, like Blue's downfall nicely, which is like a little bit of a dig at her at the beginning, and then she goes to pieces for the rest of the episode. <laughs> also, seemingly, Baga, throughout this whole shenanigan-filled beginning part, is just in the corner doing various reaction faces for the camera. <laughs> she was kind of like poking her head through from one <laughs> Which was so funny because she could clearly hear it from yeah. like around. But then anyway. also, Blue and Cheryl are kind of stood right behind Davina, just like pulling faces. <laughs> <laughs> it was so strange. I really enjoyed like the UK Queens' reactions to somebody's personal drama yeah. wasn't like the US style one where they kind of just fuel the fire and take sides and kind of just gaslight both of them at the same time. They were just like, lol, round two, JK. Just oh, like, I'm scalped. <laughs> yeah, and snatches <laughs> her own wig. Oh. This made it so much more light and enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, so that's, my God, that was only the beginning of the episode and we're like 25 minutes into our episode of Nothing You Say Matters. Oh, yeah. And just before we get to the mini challenge, which we have a <laughs> lot to talk about, <laughs> buy our t-shirts. Oh, my gosh, yes. Our merch is selling like hotcakes, which is ironic because the hotcakes really aren't selling. And um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yes, thank you to those of you who have bought it. Uh, how many days are left, Maddie? Can we get a yes, countdown the, time? The numbers check? are... And oh, oh my god, they're so big. I need I need to <laughs> resize the screen. <laughs> dear listeners, you have 15 days left to pre-order your t-shirts. And dear listeners who, are, who have already pre-ordered it, you're going to get it in 15 days. Exactly. Once the campaign ends... Once our season ends, <laughs> you'll it. be able to... <laughs> well, I did get a complaint from a friend of the show, Glamo. Hey, Glamo. Um over in uh, Dublin who said we need to release a black version of the t-shirt because not everyone has Botoxed armpits and those <laughs> white t-shirts will stain up real nice. Well, we will soon have a handy guide on our Instagram how to turn it into a sleeveless crop top. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, maybe we'll do some other colors. Uh. So, it's the next day in the workroom and today's mini challenge is BBC. Oh my God, can we release a Fight the Real Enemy t-shirt as nothing they say? <gasps> yes. Merch? yes. I would wear the shit out of that. <laughs> But on the back, it says... No, no, no. It should just be a picture of you as Annie pressing the button. (laughs) No, a picture of me as Sinead O'Connor tearing up a picture of Sinead O'Connor tearing up a picture of the Pope. (laughs) And I'm just there like Michelle Visage on the RuPaul's podcast, like really far in the background. So Ru walks into the workroom the next day without any warning to announce that the mini challenge is... BBC. And I love it when they just get like a subtle dirty joke in there without explaining it for a straight audience. Because that would have just gone right over the head of anyone who isn't uh, on Grindr and kind of racist. Uh, <laughs> but here, it translates to boxers, briefs, and commando. Mm. And I was like, oh my god, are they going to be naked under there? <laughs> I really was expecting well. some... Just blurred. Yeah. 
Yeah, like a nude pants illusion. Yeah, sure. But no, we get we get to see the Brit crew's cupped crushes for a f- uh, solid five minutes. Yes, the whole Brit great. crew finally arrives, except for friend of the show, Ashraf. Where was she? Yeah, where is Ashraf? I don't know, because I was like, oh, when they all started filing in, I was like, oh, finally, the whole team... Because uh, I knew there was like seven or something. But anyway, who cares about Ashraf? Because first and <laughs> most gorgeous, Nico uh, Rachman, I think his name is, oh, Rachman. Did you, did you photograph him for yes, ACL? Yes, we did a little... Uh, 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 oh, <laughs> getting a little uh, hot <laughs> under the collar. Honey, are you okay? Do you want some water? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh no, it's pouring all over your chest. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Anyway, yes, Nico uh, once uh, stripped down to his uh, tight little red speedos for me for a photo shoot one time, um, which you can go and check out on my, on a, let's put it on our Instagram or something. You're welcome, people. Yeah. And I can report that he's just as sweet and lovely uh, in person as he is, comes across in the show. And he also had a humongous suitcase (laughs) full of like the most outrageous underwear he just had this ginormous underwear collection i'd never seen anything like it i was just like uh, straps and tassels and strap-ons that usually means one thing what camstash butter <laughs> i <laughs> just <laughs> oh, you can't use that yeah. um uh, no he is a professional he's on the west end honey Oh, and then there was two kind of identical ones. <laughs> and then there was like Matt Lister, who is like your type, right? The shaved head. It's not that he's my type. It's just that I couldn't see anything else on the screen while he was on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes. And AJ, a.k.a. The Only Valley on the only valet on Instagram who actually was my personal favorite. He was so cheeky, uh, literally, <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> so the queens will have to guess... Which British member has boxers, briefs, or commando, which later turns out to be like a camo print underwear. Yeah, this was fun. I'm always just like oh, so distracted by how much time it must take to film every queen guessing everybody's pants. Yeah. But uh, I did certainly enjoy seeing Nico wrestle to get that waistband down over his impressive <laughs> bulge. And I loved just how femme and like cheeky AJ was being just like swiggling his tushy. I, I do love how this show acknowledges that nothing matters that happens it's just this segment is purely for the entertainment of the viewers <laughs> yeah and also to give the queens a little little thrill since they've been separated from their menses for so long totally because adding more sexual frustration to their life is definitely gonna enhance their performance exactly <laughs> unless you're William then you're just gonna fuck one of them uh, so. <laughs> I love how they all have this tiny tiny magnifying glass that they can use <laughs> as a prop but Blue for some reason has a humongous one. <laughs> oh, I thought they all had a big one no <laughs> I'm just talking about the Brit crew members hi <laughs> so uh, Kim Woodburn makes another fucking appearance and I'm like give it up honey you didn't do it for Snatch Game well I, I mean it was funny I just is Kim Woodburn that important to the culture I didn't is anyone important to culture so Davina wins the mini challenge and she wins a one on one video call from Katya Katya yes and Katarina Im- Petrovna Zamalachikova <laughs> and I immediately envisioned this video call as Davina just calls Katya Katya answers Davina goes into a three minute rant about how she's misunderstood <laughs> and breaks down and cries and it comes to Katya and she just goes party uh, <laughs> yes 
<laughs> Damn, missed opportunity. Rue announces that the Queen's Maxi Challenge this week will be to create and market their own bottled water. This is a fun concept for a challenge, This right? was, as soon as I heard, I came up with my concept. Oh. It, it took me 0.2 seconds to come up with the one that I probably would have won this challenge with because my water would have been called Dehydrate and my taglines would have gone, when I get thirsty, the only thing that quenches my thirst is some D. When I'm in the club, in the gym, or just at a family function, I always make sure that I have some D handy. <laughs> Over the weekend, I like to get a multi-pack of D to make sure my body gets all the D it needs. Dehydrate, get drenched. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, love it. Well, now I feel bad. I didn't come up with my own concept. <laughs> um, Annie's pissed. Annie, <laughs> you're up for elimination. <laughs> <gasps> so then the girls are all sitting around prepping for their ads. Cheryl is planning on doing a Essex girl thing again, mm. and the people try to just push her. Sounds off. suspiciously like Alyssa Edwards' Go Go Juice advert that she did. Oh, honey, Ulster. I have so many notes. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to convince her to do a Welsh accent, and she does a little sample of it, and Blue's just pissing herself behind her. I didn't understand that. When they said, like, when you did that Welsh accent, it was really funny. Or were they did referring she do that? To, I think it must have just been off-screen. Off yeah. yeah. Blue was just giving me so much life this episode again. She's so delightful. Yeah, Cheryl's not feeling confident. And the Vivian, again, I'm like, the Vivian is playing mind games. Because she's like, we've seen a lot of that Essex girl character go to something else. And it's like, so subtle. So Rue comes in to go around and talk to the girls and uh, she goes to talk to Blue first and Blue is like, I've evolved so much when I came here, I couldn't form a sentence and now I'm talking fluently and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is amazing. And then so Blue walks Rue through her concept and it's basically like the essence of Blue, fabulousity and it's made of my blood, sweat and tears and Rue is like, well, that sounds disgusting. Why would anybody drink that? But then later on, she goes to Baga and tells Baga to do a, a bag of chips flavored water. So that's not disgusting. Well, you you would eat chips, but you tend not to eat blood, sweat, and tears. Unless it's like an average Friday night for me. Uh, yeah, when Rue comes in, Blue is like, every time that man comes in, I piss my pants. And again, it's not as iconic as Ginger Minge's I don't flood my basement or Cheryl Hole's I just shit my knickers. But I think I want it on a t-shirt. <laughs> well, or should we add it to the soundboard? <laughs> it becomes extra funny because she laughs at herself at the confessionals while she says uh, it. Yeah. But I mean, when Blue said to Rue, oh, when Blue got here, she was just a shell. And now I've picked up one or two things. I'm like, girl, don't say that out loud that you... Like, you don't come to Drag Race to learn how to do drag, unless you're Serena Chacha. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, you don't say to the person who's deciding whether you win, I had nothing except a look before. Well, as we saw, Blue's strategy is often to undersell herself. And I think mm. Rue's kind of immune to it at this point of like, yeah, well, you're pretty fierce, so. But, I mean, it kind of made sense because even though she's made some noises about Northern Ireland and gay rights or whatever, she doesn't, she hasn't been, like, actually super passionate or angry or outspoken about anything and she hasn't really had much of a point of view except for like kooky looks but wait what point of view do the other queens have that bag of chips is sexy bag of chips is class bag of chips is stunning well i think blues is more like that whole innocent slash shady i think that's her like tonality which is like if bagus is vulgar hers is innocent devil sure i just feel like Maybe just, I'm wrong. Do you hate Irish people? Is that what's happening? Fight the real <laughs> enemy. Well, 
I just feel like if you're going to be a spokes queen for Northern Ireland, you really have to dig into the, why things are so fucked up up there. And if you're going to do that, then you're going to be having to go with the English and you're on the BBC. So that's not going to happen. But it sure <laughs> does happen on this podcast. So here we go again. <laughs> but yeah, no, I almost said like, oh, she's 23. I guess it's normal to not have found much of a voice. But then I was like, actually, Chio Gomez is 23 and they fucking schooled us on some things last week. Sure, I, I get your point. And Blue's just like, well, I'm just a dirty queen now, I suppose, because someone once laughed at my cream up the arse joke, so I guess that's who I am entirely, you know? I just I just wanted her to have a bit more of a sense of what she was rather than like, I guess I'm dirty now. Well, I think it's also, you must be <laughs> under so much pressure while you're while RuPaul is gazing directly into your eyes mm. to say something, to tell your concept, selling it to Ru, come across as like, an evolved intellectual queen that's a high pressure situation is it like when I'm staring into your eyes right now <laughs> that's why I have to edit everything <gasps> um, Rue tries to kind of move her away from doing like a vulgar Dirty Mary Berry persona again and challenges her to do something different mm. which was a good point I think there's more to you than just the Mary Berry thing and Blue looking her dead in the eye completely deadpan is like that Thank is really inspiring <laughs> This was so shady. I'm like, I think she kind of meant it, but it just seems so <laughs> shady because what Rue said was so like blah and nothing. <laughs> I love, oh, I love her. Uh, and then her like, have a lovely day. There's just something it's like she just doesn't really give a shit about RuPaul, even though she said at the end like, all I wanted was to impress you and impress or like no. make my country proud and make you proud. But there's just something about her that seems like, uh huh, yeah. But sure, that's Ru. the thing, sure, Rue. I think maybe this is her tone, this elusiveness in what she says. Like Elusive chanteuse. You know, nobody will ever be able to figure out if she meant it or not. And maybe it doesn't <laughs> even matter. because Maybe she doesn't even know. Uh, maybe she. But it's up to the viewers to interpret how she means things. And I think uh, she lives in the next dimension. She's above all of us. <laughs> okay. Bag of chips is next. And uh, her moose juice water is meant to turn her into an ugly, <laughs> ugly old woman. <laughs> this Rude is not like. I thought this was so funny and so baga. Yeah, I mean, like, it could have been funny. Like, oh, are you too fucking sexy and you're always getting male attention? Try this. It'll make you unappealing. <laughs> like, that could have been a good, like, hashtag me too joke. In, you know, like, make yeah, yourself. Make <laughs> totally. And there was this duality. Scare off the rapists <laughs> with this bag of chips water. <laughs> there was this duality in this episode about how they judge the girls on because sometimes they seem like it matters if the water is actually drinkable and consumable mm -hmm. and sometimes it's like oh no fish flavored water is hilarious mm -hmm. but then they were like would you drink Vivian's water and I was like would you drink any of their water <laughs> like Davina's is piss <laughs> Blue's is full with like chunky glitter Bagas is fish and chips and I was like what's happening someone needs to give me clear yeah, borders it's ridiculous it's just like completely arbitrary so that they can put whoever they want in the bottom <laughs> so Vivian is next and it's like vaginal lubrication is the joke and I couldn't stop thinking about Manila Luzon's amazing period gown that Rue wouldn't let her wear on the show because she said it was in poor taste so the most natural thing in the world that humanity couldn't go on without women's menstrual cycles are in poor taste but a water that keeps your puss dripping wet for your fella that's fine like fuck you Rufal. it's like i mean it's just becoming difficult to not bump on how ridiculously unwoke rue is about like feminism stuff she's a bit she's kind of okay with queer stuff i guess but there's just no regard for 
woman feminine feminine woman how do you say that woman yes exactly <laughs> so cheryl's up next and she decided to wear a green <laughs> dancing costume for a shoot with a green screen yeah which i think she should have done it it would have been iconic it would have been a lot funnier than what she did <laughs> yeah her idea is water for people going out <laughs> like, well i mean this was a distilled version you see what i did there of uh, <laughs> Alyssa's drop death gorgeous energy drink it was literally almost the same it was ddc or ddd the video was more or less the same it's like she's tired and unsuccessful and then she drinks it and then she's yeah. full of energy totally it's like she came up with an initial concept and then any other ideas just evaporated. See what I did there? Please back <laughs> to the stage. Any other ideas? <laughs> <laughs> and then RuPaul is like, Cheryl, a word of advice. Pauses while producer says something in her ear. <laughs> know who you are and apply that to all of the challenges. And then it cuts to Cheryl and she's like, it was nice to hear that Ru believes in me. I'm like, bitch, that's not what she said at all. <laughs> she didn't say anything. She's like, yeah, my runways have been weak, but there's something Ru sees in me and that means a lot. And I was like, that is, she never once mentioned. But I mean, like, she knows she who she is. You. She's like a fun party Essex girl. And this just was just a confirmation that she should just mm. stick to what she knows uh-huh. and uh, end up in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, Davina is next and she is... Got the props out. She's making a mermaid uh, brazier. And then it turns out that her plan is to make a water that is desalinated, uh, DDC water, which sounds disgusting. It does. And her whole her whole editing throughout the season was to make her look like an absolute mess and confusing. Throughout the episode. Throughout the episode, yeah. yeah. And in the end, it's like, oh, no, she knew what she was doing. Yeah. And then Rue brings up the Viv and uh, Divina drama, and I was oh, like, I, actually, yeah, I, I don't care. About it, yeah. <laughs> so Rue announces the guest judge is going to be from Girls Aloud, Cheryl! <laughs> and uh, Just Cheryl, just like just Jerry. Do you think Jerry heard that Cheryl was only going to be going by one name, so she was like, I'm just Jerry now as well? Maybe, but also, I guess it's probably like mm. trying to claim the, the first name base of your name, like Kylie tried to do, Kylie, Kylie Jenner. did, oh, Kylie tried to do, yeah. Kylie Jenner tried to <clears throat> claim And Kylie. you know, it kind of worked, I've had a couple of instances recently where people have been like, well, it's kind of worked in that it's like confused things, because someone was yeah, like, but oh, you need Ki- to stop fucking 18-year-olds. <laughs> he was 19. <laughs> no, some, some girl I was chatting to was just like, oh yeah, I was at... Uh, some like fashion launch party last night with Kylie and I was like oh excuse me it's Kylie Jenner she was like no no I mean Kylie Minogue and I was like oh oh, oh. god guys <laughs> just assumed and then Thank someone fuck. else was like oh I saw Kylie at this thing and I was like oh my god Kylie and they're like yeah and then it turned out it was Kylie Jenner I was like oh no that's not Kylie <laughs> was that <laughs> not my Kylie <laughs> <sighs> fight the real enemy what was your point my point was oh that claiming the real yo Ch- Ch- Cheryl Cole Cheryl Trying to be just Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. Trying to be just Cheryl. Trying to have as much of a simplistic brand identity as possible before someone else comes and snatches up just Cheryl. Mm. Because let's be honest, both Jerry and Cheryl could be snatched up. My, They're not solidified in my brain as, you know, if somebody says, Real human. my new Jerry cosmetics makeup, I'm like, okay. Jerry, mmm, sounds delish. <laughs> Jerry Garcia, lip gloss. Well, I don't know why Rue was complaining about Michelle's arse-flavored water, because that sounds great to me. <laughs> but that graphic design on it was, oh, honey. <laughs> if that was meant to be an example of what they should aim for, 
They all succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> well then, Davina and Viv clear the air and we can finally move on from that whole nonsense. So we get into filming the ad and the fabulous Graham Norton is there and also the lovely Nico and the twerkable Matt Lister. This segment was just so fun. Graham Norton is so pleasant he's just and so funny. And so professional and like he's just got such a great energy. Yeah, it just... Because he films the room with warmth and genuine care for the Queen's performances, Mm. but he's not afraid to, you know, throw a one-liner in if they're failing. Or bring like a 20-year-old to the glory and make out with him one night when I was DJing. (laughs) Get it, Graham. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) So we start with Blue, who is weirdly sort of half saying her script, even though it's meant to be voiceover, and I'm like, I don't think you needed to do that. (laughs) Well, she took a page from Alaska's Red for Filth's playbook in she starts the whole shoot with frazzled and then turn to the camera. Oh, yeah. Your country doesn't yeah. you know, allow your rights to be whatever, turn to the camera, which is a really strong start, but Alaska done it better. And yeah, there's that funny moment where she does a reveal, but it's a full length shot and she's like <laughs> gripping the bottle between her legs. Um, and then she's getting like an ending shot where she's just kind of masturbating the bottle and she's like, oh yeah, daddy, uh, I've already ruined my whole dignity. I'm like, do you mean your whole dignity? Or your entire dignity? This part was disgusting. <laughs> she didn't really feel like she's succeeding. She just, so she was like, Panic button, go vulgar, go gross Mary Berry. Mm. And uh, I have notes for the editing later. Yeah, Blue Hydration was a good name, though, I must say. Sure. So we move on to Cheryl. Didn't I see this outfit already once? I feel like I have, but I might have not, but all her outfits look the same. Mm, Yeah, she is very much just Essex's answer to Alyssa Edwards. (laughs) Totally. From from this point on, Matthew Lister is just stealing the scene so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's flirting with the camera at all points has the gorgeous beard and the smile, and I don't know how this segment went. <laughs> well, Alyssa, I mean, uh, uh, Cheryl, has, like, really fun, silly energy. I actually, she did come on really strong, and she was very good at doing what she needed, and that thing where she was, like, pointing out the different properties of the water by sticking her finger into the green <laughs> screen. I had no idea what was going on, but it was very entertaining. Um, but then it just, the, the ad had no comedy elements, really. no. It was like, yeah, that could be a product, caffeinated water. It is a product. The bottled water industry is out of control, people. <laughs> Just tr- Fight the <laughs> real enemy. And then the Vivienne arrives looking at some 80s British sitcom characters, like rollers in her hair and a baby doll, which she promptly flings over her shoulder, <laughs> which really made me laugh. Throwing fake babies out of the frame never stops being funny. No, just look at Michael Jackson. <laughs> we, get, we get this little moment. <laughs> we get this little moment of blue whispering, mind so shit to Cheryl and I felt so bad for her because like she she must have realized like oh my god I didn't use any props I didn't use the brick crew and also going first is the hardest because mm. if you're like the last you see you know you can totally nick like bits and bobs from other people's recordings and mm. implement it to yours so going first you kind of don't know you don't learn from the others mm. uh, and I think that didn't work for her favor either And then Davina gets up and they kind of try to give her this Thorgy Thor moment where it seems like she's got way too much going on, too much dialogue, props, and there's cutaways to the other girls snoozing. Uh, And then she's like suddenly pissing in a bucket, like (laughs) brings out this like messy prop that looks like as if Chandler's Valentine's Day gift to Monica from Friends like evolved into this monstrosity. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but she like builds a whole set in the time that she had while everyone else just, you know sat in a chaise long so it was very impressive having uh, having seen the outcome yeah in the end the outcome wasn't my fave but it, uh, it, it made sense mm. 
But next, bag of chips, bag of chippy tea water. <laughs> Who loves a big bat sausage? <laughs> She's just being so gross and bagger, and it's super fun to watch and hilarious. She's yeah. Just... But then it has this moment where she's drinking the water and she's like "Ooh, i could feel the sausage down my throat but this doesn't wind up the ad and i feel like this was a reference to willy wonka at the chocolate factory it's tomato soup it's hot and creamy i can actually feel it running down my throat oh wow Where violet beauregard is chewing on the magic chewing gum totally which... i had so many issues with the editing because i feel like Blue's advertisement and Bag of Chips' advertisement and actually Cheryl's advertisement could have made better with more considerate editing and using better clips. Well, I was wondering, did they have, were they not allowed to actually use that entire bit because it's copyrighted or something? Because, it, you know, showing two little elements of it kind of broke it up enough. But actually, if they just had her being like, it's magic water that tastes like a whole meal, would that have been but too they, much of a reference? But they've shown it in the you know, in the recording parts yeah, so that have already been shown in so the So why show. the hell didn't... It just... Her ad didn't make sense without that. In the end, yeah, it's really like... It's flatlined. and it, But then we saw how funny it could have been yeah. during the recording. So I was like, who was in charge of this? Just Graham Norton behind Premiere Pro. <laughs> <laughs> and if her video had been like much funnier, then I would have been much more behind her being saved from the lip sync. So... And there could have been like a great <laughs> moment as they, they could have been had one of the pit crew members being like, Baga, you're turning Baga. And then it cuts to her and she's a paper bag in her head like <laughs> from the reading challenge. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was missing from the finished concept. Oh, well. So Divina finally gets her one-on-one video yes. chat with Katya. In the interior illusions lounge. <laughs> yeah, or whatever Basically. corner that was. And Katya immediately hangs up. <laughs> she appears on her iPad, but surprise, she's really there. Well, it would have been so funny if she just hangs up and that's it. So Katya. Yeah. But then she gives this really genuinely inspiring talk to Davina about what not to pay attention to in mm. this challenge and not. And I want Katya to be my therapist, my stylist, well, my I mother mean, and my lover at the same time. <laughs> I loved how she looks. She just looks so fab and expensive in this glittering rhinestone sequin fringed applique look. Um, and then she had an amazing joke where Davina was like obviously trying to get up to Katya's level <laughs> where she was like, oh, and you've got little mice eating away at your thoughts, blah, blah. And Katya's just like, have you ever thought about trying antipsychotics? <laughs> <laughs> um, but her advice of like everyone is beneath you you're on a pedestal even Rue that's your assistant I was like is this Valentina's handbook for how to live life I think it was just it wasn't like think more of yourself than them it's like at the moment when you have to perform focus on the performance nothing else matters nothing you say or do matters uh, see what we did there yeah and I could have really done with more of this conversation just because I love Katya but I don't know how I feel about these superstars like Raven and Katya just being like brought in for 10 seconds and like there you go you don't have anything to do I mean they probably have like they have to be there for the whole day but they use them for well exactly that's terrible <laughs> uh, I hope Katya actually got a free trip to London it wasn't just like okay Katya's in town for a one woman show that's just right on. although I'm sure that is what happened <laughs> And yeah, I really thought this would have made a lot more sense for this prize, for the mini challenge, to have happened before they recorded the commercial so that Katya could have given Davina advice. Oh my god, because yes, because she was really amazing at hers. Her all Famously. Crippled under the burden of existential pain. <laughs> was so amazing and hilarious. And actually, Graham Norton was a judge on that episode. Oh, right, of, that's true. Of All Stars, funnily enough. It would have just made so much more sense if she could have advised Davina before the recording instead of like here's a little bit of, i mean in the end it was fine because davina was safe but it would have been interesting for us for the viewers to see what katya would have said as yeah. a topic because then we could have kept it in mind when we 
dissect all the other ads as well. And she would have had so many ideas. Like Davina's thing just wasn't that funny in the end, even though it was well executed. Yes. But Katya would have just thrown some really freaky, obscure, abstract. Yeah. Uh, so that was delightful. Then we get real people. We get to the tragedy mirror, and this week's hot topic is addiction. This was the mirror talk that really got to me first time this season. Oh. Because I could just relate to people's stories so much. I know. I think a lot of drag queens, or I mean, like anyone in nightlife, really. Or anyone who moves to London <laughs> really <laughs> will have experienced this in some way or had someone been touched by it. You know, like I can't count the amount of young queers I've seen come to London, get into the scene, be like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. Oh, my God, I've never experienced anything like this. Oh, yeah, I will do a little bump of that. Oh, I will do a line of that. Oh, my God. Oh, OK. Oh my I God. need to like yeah. move home to my country. Three years side. pass by and I don't remember why I came here for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And like, sadly, like, you know, the amount of people I know who've taken their own lives or overdosed and like been sexually assaulted on G or died from G, uh, I've heard stories of, you know, it's just so sad. So then when Blue was like, do you think there's enough being done on the gay scene to help people going through this? And I'm like, bitch, it's not being enough done in like human society to help this problem. And especially like with the rise of the popularity of crystal meth on the London scene. Crystal Beth, did you say? <laughs> she is super popular now. Crystal meth is literally the worst thing that have happened to humanity and there is not enough awareness and like people Well Serena Chacha. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the thing is it's so easy to be a functional human while being a crystal meth addict and that's the real danger of it is that I know, I know. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Is that if you have a friend who struggles with drugs, initially was funny and oh, and they're such a mess. If he's been going on for a while, you have to intervene. It's going to strengthen your friendship, possibly enhance their lives and uh, make the world a better place. And if they don't change, cut them out of your life. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's time time to to take it to the the runway. 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 Run, 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 runway. RuPaul's on the runway in this like Prada, Balenciaga, Louis Vuitton, <laughs> Fendi, Ostrich Feather, Red, Marlena Dietrich, Norma Desmond, <laughs> Visual Reference, Visual Reference, <laughs> uh, Old Movie Reference, Historical Reference, Color Palette, Fashion Reference, Revenant. Fashion Reference. Former look reference, drag reference. Uh, yes. Eleganza. Do you think that her makeup was busted? Oh my God, I thought she looked better than she has looked all season tonight. Okay. That hair, that face. I Every time it cut to her at the judging table, I was like, oh, oh my God, gasp. Okay, not that it was busted. Maybe that's a bit harsh. <laughs> but I thought it was very matte. Lister. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'd been twerking on her face (laughs) i love that hair though i need it now if you're listening fuller wigs wig chapel weekday wigs just made those wigs somebody make that wig it defied gravity yeah i'll I'll wear it on a red carpet for you if you make it for me by which i mean a a carpet warehouse sale in catford (laughs) so love made me do it rue cheryl hole cheryl cole just cheryl is here (laughs) why are you laughing at my impression (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, is that you couldn't get her name right. Oh. <laughs> well, yes, she uh, is here. She looks absolutely stunning, but don't forget she punched a toilet attendant in the face. <laughs> the Did she? Yes! <laughs> oh okay, okay. In, in her defense, isn't our <laughs> toilet attendant the most irritating thing in human history? Oh, my God. 
Uh, well, like, yes, but none of them deserve to be punched in the face by her bony fist. <laughs> she's trying to make her song Love Made Me Do It happen, and Cheryl's not going <laughs> to They were like, great. They won't be lip-syncing to that, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Category is Rainy Day Eleganza. First down the runway, Davina DeCampo in this singing in the rain kind of was giving me Marnie Scarlet vibes because it was kind of a fetishy latexy look underneath the okay, jacket. Okay, right. You know, I mean, she comes out in this hideous Mac, uh, then reveals into this little black bodice and neck piece that's over the same yellow Mac material on a kind of a skirt. And there's these little crystals, <laughs> shout out to crystal, crystals dotted around to symbolize raindrops, which was a nice touch. Didn't love the hair with this. It was a little jarring with the really strong black and yellow of the outfit and this bright red hair. I feel like if she'd had a sleek black bob under the hat, it would have transformed it into a more overall severe fetishy look when she took the hat off. Okay, yes, yeah, sure. Instead it was like, oh, ooh, oh. Kinda. It was like Paddington Bear going to... <laughs> a fetish party. A fetish party. <laughs> uh, I like how she managed to cinch that really hard and like hard to manage material. Mm. But... It wasn't as striking because it's so heavy. You you can't really create insane proportions with it. Mm. And I think the hair really detracted from the... Like, it just made it look a bit like mm, hodgepodge. <laughs> to coin a phrase. And I really didn't like that the umbrella was clear with a black trim, but then the outfit was yellow with a black trim. Like, either the umbrella needed to match or the whole outfit should have been, like, that clear... Like, I would have loved someone to do... A nude body, which is lingerie, and then like all this different plastic clear Mac looks on top. Next up is Cheryl Holt, who comes down in this reflective, robotic, rainy day look. Mm, I mean, I think she looks better than she has all season. She's giving you Fembot, she's giving you Tin Man, she's giving you Gaga getting her mugshot in the paparazzi video. Oh, yes. And it was such a pity she didn't have the matching pant or that the garment wasn't long enough to cover her crotch. Absolutely. Graham's criticism was spot on. Yeah, and I just did not love this hair either with this look it was very like middle-aged news agents i don't know who's just like gotten a dye job i just i think like a short blonde choppy wig would have really worked with this but you know like more severe it just would have made it a bit more kind of fashion and futuristic and this look just from her head it was just head looks round this hair is weird because it doesn't explain where the hair you know goes into yeah like if it ends up in a ponytail it would look like a ponytail tucked down the back of her jacket yeah so it's like what's happening in the back also i was kind of uh, shocked that no one did a wet hair look that would have been so yeah except really the vivian did a little bit but like sure but like it would have been like so funny like somebody's like drenched you know like i I got caught in the rain in the end overall i really liked this i thought i as you said it was the, one of the best she's ever looked. Yeah, and she looked so good. I was like, oh no, Blue's going to go home this week. Obviously, if Cheryl did well, there's no one else that's going to be in the bottom. And then bag around to the corner. <laughs> bag of chips. I mean, this was shit. Her look was shit. <laughs> Her outfit was shit. She, I mean, she later reveals that the jumpsuit isn't closing at the back, which explains why she's, maybe explains, maybe she was going to wear it anyway. But she's wearing this awful baggy sequined house coat that, but nothing, and like, maybe that explains why she wore that over the jumpsuit, but nothing can explain why she's wearing a fucking upside down umbrella on her head. Okay, you see, I thought that made it work for me. (laughs) Because it, make it work. If enough things don't make sense of an outfit, that almost is like double negatives it back to reality. Mm -mm, I mean, it mm kind of looked like Joan River selling her rain-drenched house coats on QVC. <laughs> it kind of looks like someone was going to a sparkle-themed fancy dress party and just took every prettylittlething.com thing they'd bought <laughs> for Christmas over the past three years and fucked them all at the one time. I mean, the dark blue jumpsuit with these silver shoes and the multicolored 
iridescent blues of this flapping jacket and then the blue lining of the jacket <laughs> that's just flapping around and then the headpiece on this dry ass little wig and her basic makeup it's just like there was nothing to cling on to yet everything <laughs> To gag on. <laughs> Except that every time I cut to Rue, I was like, oh, she looks so stunning. Uh, so next time the runway is the Vivian. And speaking of Jennifer Coolidge last week, this looked like goth zombie Jennifer Coolidge this totally. week. It was like, girl from the ring climbs out from your TV. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was the best look of the night. It was a unique interpretation of the challenge. Yes, she actually came as she had this huge hat with like tool wrapped around it uh, as an interpretation of the cloud and then these beads of crystals. Oh, Missy Crystal. uh, (laughs) Dripping from it like like Something reminds me of you. Yes, that pipe on your table. Um, (laughs) um, The strings of crystals representing rain and her face is a stormy blue. Her black hair is all wet. And then this gown was so fabulous. It was almost like an optical illusion it was kind of giving me like Raja's hairdress from the hairball episode of Drag Race. Yeah. It, but it looked like it was made out of Raja's hair as it is now, which is like all gray and curly. It was like, looked like hair kind of plastered out flat. Yes. So interesting. Like finger waved gown somehow. Yeah. Also, it was like the silhouette was giving me Alexander McQueen. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Later, when she's in Untucked and sitting on the couch, she's kind of sitting on the back of the couch and she just looks huge, this like column of a dress. But I, the only thing I didn't really understand was the kind of Freddy Kruegerish brown hands with claws. I don't know why they just weren't blue or gray. Okay, I mean. She said she's Mother Nature, so maybe she was meant to be like, and also the red of nature, I'm an animal. But what did that have to do with a rainy day? I don't know. Brown, maybe the mud, she like claws up. Brown cloud stunning. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> she gets another dig in at Davina here on her voiceover when she's like Annie Queen can wear a rain mac it's like oh okay girl <laughs> yeah she really did because everybody else more or less. well everyone did but Davina's was like literally just a mac <laughs> so yes take a take ah. to Vivian a plast but not least it was blue hydrangea mm. in this as she said pretty much described the best like Katy Perry <laughs> non-friend of the show Katy Perry <laughs> rainbow kawaii mm, cellophane it was like quality like quality street rapper but like mm. the new ones that got all kind of it's like Fanny Minka at Lip Sync 1000 ooh yeah special mention sister Fanny Minka uh, the makeup was fucking gorgeous it was stunning so good looked like melting like her eyeballs were melting down her face and her lips were melting off I'm always so impressed by anyone who can gradiate makeup on their face it Mm. looks like the hardest thing to do I know this took me hours today it's out of the world optical illusion it looks like more than 60, 70 colors yeah well I just got my Ben Nye eyeshadow in the mail thanks to Seance's recommendation thanks Seance Uh, but yeah this was a little bit like Ariel Versace on an acid trip looking at herself in the mirror or something Yeah, yeah, a little bit just candy floss, tweeny, blah. So I kind of liked it, but I was also like, oh, this would have been amazing episode two, maybe. But at this point, I want to be seeing people doing kind of more extreme things. Sure, the wig was cute. It was cute. It fell apart later, so hard. (laughs) I loved how the drippiness of the Mm. lower eye makeup had like a neon effect due to the white and blue gradient outlines it was it was a, lo- a lot of really smart ideas marrying together in this visually pleasing look mm. i was here for it i can't tell if we liked it or hated it we <laughs> i really liked it oh, okay i was on the fence so yes the queens are all lined up and they start watching their commercials davina's was 
kind of funny, but a little bit labored. Yeah, the funniest moment I found in is that when the camera pans out from her face and she, as a mermaid, kept being like, come back to me, come back to me, mm. which was like not relevant. Plus, it was confusing because there was voiceover happening and it was like, oh, wait, is she speaking? Oh, she's not. Oh, wait. Oh, there's a joke happening. You know, that needed to be clearer. Totally, yeah. Again, I have so many issues with the editing. I don't know how long did they have to turn around these videos. I assume a day, but that should be enough for five videos. But there is this part when she talks about how it's filtered and that is basically her pissing in a bucket as the camera pans up. Mm. And it just ends up like lingering on her like flat ass in a black <gasps> like shade <laughs> in like a pair of black leggings that d- don't have any detail on it. So essentially you're just looking at the black screen for like three seconds <laughs> instead of Yeah, why didn't it else. why didn't it pan down to the bucket? Exactly. The bucket? Yeah. Well, that was her direction, or Graham's direction, or one direction. I, I like used to say <laughs> Uh, next up is Cheryl, who basically does a version of Alyssa Edwards, Drop That Gorgeous. Oh, sure. Well, first she gushes over how much she loves Cheryl Cole and how much she loves Rue and blah, blah, blah. I love girl groups. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so hard to watch because I feel like Cheryl Cole is never going to forgive her that she made fun of her name. <laughs> <laughs> I found it hard to watch because Cheryl was like, oh, I love you. Uh, you're great. And Cheryl <laughs> kept talking and be like, let me just, I'm just going to finish what I'm saying. You shut the fuck up, Cheryl Cole. Uh, she was functioning better as a human woman more than Jerry. Absolutely. But when uh, Cheryl Hall was like, when you disbanded, uh, you absolutely devote me. And then Cheryl was just like, oh. Yeah, it was a little bit Jerry. But actually, <laughs> during the runway, Cheryl didn't say anything and she just had this weird spaced out look on her face every time it cut to her. So she was a little bit Jerry. <laughs> but yeah, I was not into Cheryl's ad. It just didn't have any jokes. It was just like, we're divas. Actually, my favorite part was Nico acting like a little crying toddler <laughs> yeah. at the very beginning. He looks so adorable. That was also confusing because it opens with a shot of Matt Lister <laughs> crying and like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> being bad in life. And then the next shot is him succeeding and Nico crying. But then nothing signaled that Matt has drank the water that turned oh, his life around. Sure. It was just like not thought through. Well. Also, I loved that. Uh, Cheryl's feedback after they watched the video. I love that you use your comedic side to get that message across. It's like, that was the challenge. <laughs> that was what yeah. it had to be. I think she's trying to be extra nice to the person who was using her name. <laughs> so Bagus ad, because of what we said already, that they've dropped the Willy Wonka stuff, uh, it didn't really make sense. She's like, it's 100% calorie-free water that gives you the fulfillment of a fish and chip supper, but then she just pours, pours it, it all over herself <laughs> and doesn't explain like how it tastes like. And then tries to shoehorn in much better. And I'm like, okay, don't brown cow stunning this. Okay, stop it with the sponge references. Yeah. Like last week was the perfect amount of much better when she put it in the song. Yeah. And like up to that point, she'd said it enough times. So I was like, I'm still finding it funny. When she tried to squeeze it in here, I was like, Ugh, yeah, the I'm rule done. of the rule of threes wrapped up last mm-hmm. episode. So drop yeah. it. Unless she says it 25 more times, then I find it <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, Michelle was not into this though. The stank face she's pulling when it cuts back to her is <laughs> yes. amazing. But Cheryl liked it. And when yeah, when they talk about like Michelle is like, well, I didn't get it, but I think it might just be me. And then Cheryl's like, yeah, it's just you, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't notice they had an unsheathing knife sound effect whenever they were having. They was like. Whing! <laughs> oh um, my god none of the British guest judges are ever on Michelle's side Graham Norton and Alan Carr is constantly disagreeing with yeah, Michelle yeah well they just don't get like the really when Rue was like what is chippy and it was like ah oh, it's just a fish and chip supper she was like ah oh, 
chippy. It was like, <laughs> I'm learning input, new information input. <laughs> but then, oh my God, Graham saying Baggers outfit was like Liza Minnelli working as a psychiatric nurse. I died. So funny. Oh my God. It was so accurate. I was like, was oh, that's, so what that lo- that's what that silhouette is. It's <laughs> yes. like a fucking like nurse shuffling around the hospital <laughs> uh, or the nursing home. Um, the Vivian then has her ad. It was pretty much the same as they showed us before during the recording with like a a green screen backdrop. Yeah. And it was very Darian Lake, Ben de la Creme, uh, makeup ad with her mouth. She was giving like, ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. it really reminded me of their ad. Like really to the point where I'm like, you're accidentally caught, replicating, like, replicating something yeah. you've seen. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. We do that all the time. Uh, Matt Lister in uh, Safety Goggles did not read as a scientist. <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe if the Union Jack pants had been white. Um, but I was fine with that. Well, I mean, if they could have just thrown a lab coat on him and he was still in his boxers, it would have made more sense. Anyhow, whatever. Then there's Blue. And actually, I thought her ad was pretty good. It's just that it kind of petered out and it just needed one last twist of some silliness at the end. But that's the thing, because I feel like the editors worked against her as mm. if Rue was like, oh, we need to get her off the show. Because if she... D- Fight the real enemy! <laughs> she... She provided so many like ridiculous moments when she was just jerking the water off and giving the blowjob. Yeah. I would have edited those moments like snippets in between normal scenes just to yeah. give it a bit more of like a weird edge. Totally. Because this way there was no narrative arc after she transitioned into like happy her. And well, then they just put like maybe her. She shouldn't have told Rue that ball gowns are done to death. <laughs> <laughs> is there something on my face? <laughs> <gasps> Willem is not lying. Pearl is not lying. <laughs> And I am not lying. <laughs> we can add Hydrangea to the list of uh, with Delta and the other two. So we get a little bit of Untucked. Baga says she doesn't know the lip sync song. It I seems th- like she's giving up. I think this was a strategy because every time they cut to her, she had this, this murky smile on. <laughs> I thought she was fully prepared. If the lip sync song would have started, she just thrown off the hideous coat and the headpiece and just slayed. That's my theory. Sure. Or she knew that by saying she wasn't going to do the lip sync well, the producers were like, well, fuck it, then we have to get someone who will do it well. Let's keep Sherilyn. <laughs> and also we can't get rid of Baga because she's been doing amazing. <gasps> and also we set this whole season up so that Cheryl Hole could lip sync for Cheryl Cole. <laughs> and also Theresa May is a fan of the show, so we can't get rid of Baga. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Did she come out and say that? Oh, so Cheryl is like, Everyone's pissed at Baga for saying she's giving up. And Cheryl screams, you're tapping out! And it reminded me of when a door was dropping out of All Stars and Rue kept saying to her, are you tapping out? Does this mean you're going to tap out? Do you need to tap out? As if the phrase tap out is the phrase you have to use if you want to like... Oh, that's the, the safe word yeah. for Rue. If you're like oh. really want to storm off the show, you have to say that you're tapping out in order for that to happen. But then everyone was saying it around Baga as if that's what she was doing. But all she really was saying was like, I, I don't know the lip sync song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of Conspiracy Corner. It cuts back to the judges and Rue's like, this is going to be difficult because we've got the best of the best here. I was like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> yeah. You've got one of the best. And then the rest are just like interesting in their own ways. Yeah. So the Vivian wins the challenge. Okay. Which, yeah, I don't know. Well, who was the best actually? I feel like Divina took a risk and it paid off. Therefore, I would have... Inc- but hers wasn't that funny and her runway look wasn't that successful. Okay, and then I feel like they did Baga a little bit dirty by not including the Willy Wonka stuff. Yeah. So then it's like, who was... The, were any of them actually funny? And also, it's just a repeater batch, so who cares? <laughs> 
Well, it's whether or not you get to stay in this show and everything about this show is invented, so I do care. Okay, true. But Vivian's commercial just wasn't... As she said, she was like, she said herself, it's got to be really broad humor, you know, it's just going to be... Everyone will find it funny. And it's like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, she went... It was no Alaska duct tape or... Katya's control yourself. So Baga is safe, which seems like some rigor morris on the part of the show, because just to get Cheryl lip syncing in front of Cheryl, right? Or I think, but I also, Baga didn't deserve to lip sync. Her ad was objectively funny and her look was... uh, Actually, yeah, I guess this is another one of the cases where the challenge kind of weighs a a lot more than the runway. And Cheryl's ad was a total flatline. But for some reason, I thought Baga's runway was so terrible that it would have put her in the bottom. Apparently so not. And then Cheryl's costume was so nice. It kind of, it was funny. Yeah, it was very close. But yeah, actually, maybe I agree with the show. I think they were like, Baga's costume wasn't that bad and Cheryl's costume wasn't that good to make like a huge difference. That is true. And I love the moment when Baga goes back to the back of the stage and tries to hug Viv and their headpieces <laughs> collide. It's like, oh, babe. Ah! <laughs> Classic drag moment. So Blue and Cheryl has to lip sync to Call My Name, the white boy remix by Cheryl. Oh, it was a remix. I was like, what is this? This isn't the original. The original's better than this, no? I can only assume because this was <laughs> shit. Wait, do you not know this song? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought, I mean, yeah, it's a good uptempo song to lip sync to, though. So I was excited. And I was like, okay, finally, Cheryl's been going on all season about how what an amazing dancer she is. We'd seen Blue lip sync and she was like energetic enough that I was yeah. like, this is going to be good. And it starts off for a while. They seem kind of neck and neck energy-wise, yeah. but then Blue's wig starts to unravel and combined with the melting makeup and the jerky arm movements, it looks, she looks like a demon, like the horns of her hair are kind of flapping up and down. Totally. Around the same time, Cheryl does this like very impressive-looking, dangerous death drop. Did she... you think it looked impressive-looking? I thought it looked like she could have landed wrong on her leg and she'd fucked it up and she was going to be in pain the next day. Uh, she's definitely going to be in pain, but <laughs> that's why it looked impressive. Uh, no, I don't know. Death drops normally look a lot more like... Just Well, you... I mean, that's not really a death drop. That was like a jumping death drop, yeah. so she wasn't going back on one leg. Yeah, a yeah. good death drop looks like, you know, there's like Ikea laundry hangers just collapsing. <laughs> yeah, whereas this looks like my broken laundry hanger at home <laughs> getting tangled up every time I try to put it up. And also Blue made the mistake of getting in physical contact with Cheryl. Oh, I think that drag hug, is not a contact sport. That hug was a big no-no. And Well, I think it was just... It almost it kind of looked as if she was going, oh, goodbye, I've lost, which isn't a good look on a stage. Or maybe that was just her sad painted on face that made her look like that. But none of these lip syncs are coming anywhere close to like the best of the best US lip syncs. No, sadly, there's one aspect of Drag Race where the UK season couldn't excel over what the is, US season. What's seasons. going on? Like lip, The songs are lip great. Syncing. Yeah, and some of the songs have been fucking amazing. So confusing. Yeah, so in during the lip sync, Cheryl's like American Apparel disco panty was really uh, evident and yeah. really cheapened the overall look, actually, because on the runway when it was cutting into close-ups, I was like, oh, this look is so nice. But yeah, it just didn't look as good when you could see the whole thing. Cheryl wins. And Blue goes home. And, and I, <laughs> I, I love when Cheryl, Cheryl goes to Blue, I'm coming to Belfast, yeah? And if we book you. <laughs> it was so fucking quick. <laughs> and so shady and the northern irish accent just Uh, adds so much to it and then she has a fabulous sign off don't be feeling blue just follow her on instagram (laughs) (laughs) i love her so much baga looked like such a mess when the four girls come down the runway to do the like do do the mood (laughs) like i was like no get her out of there (laughs) i kind of cannot believe 
Cheryl is still here. I really thought she's going to be like cannon fodder. She isn't funny. She's not that good at dancing. And her looks are shit. Why is she still there? She has a very pleasant personality. Yeah, like she seems really, lovely. Yeah. But the other Tyra seemed lovely. And uh, <laughs> she tried to blow up Dracula. <laughs> JK, she was a monster. Uh, well, I mean, like, I, I say that, but... I think I would enjoy seeing Cheryl in real life, like uh, performing. It's just this show, you need to be so multifaceted and so funny and smart and whatever. And she just isn't really, she's not like hitting the mark enough for me or she's not firing at all cylinders or something. No, like I would much rather have seen like some of Crystal's subtle shade and an amazing look from her instead of well she posted her look on instagram i was wrong she was, oh, she was putting them out yes. there yes uh go check it out she had a beautiful floor length red latex duffel like trench coat kind of oh, matrixy fabulous. red matrix kind of thing it's great she has a photograph of like red pill blue pill or prep and it's like a picture <laughs> picture of her nailed hand holding a little prep pill okay <laughs> fabulous so next week did you watch the next one yes okay well spoiler alert listeners Next week, they're going to be transforming their mums and sisters. So I guess women can do drag. (laughs) It's so odd that they've had multiple challenges where they've had women on to be transformed, but there's still like no way no women can do the show or trans women can't do the show. Mind boggling. Also, I don't know how I feel about the makeover challenge. It's never a really entertaining episode. Also, what's going to be the criteria you judge them on? Because... Well, it's always late in the season so that they can use it to get rid of whoever they want by being like, well, you didn't look like twins. Or you didn't look like sisters. Or you you did look like twins. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or you did look like twins. You failed. (laughs) But yeah, two episodes left, Annie. There's only two episodes left. Oh my gosh. So much easier to do a podcast about this UK series. It's so short. Yeah. I'm not even sick of the sight of you yet. Nor me. I mean, it feels like I'm hosting with someone else every time because you turn up in these different eleganza looks every week. I know. Well, it's hard to keep changing things up. But as I said, I burn every outfit I own after I've worn it twice. So it's pretty easy. I know. Recycling is so last year. Burn in. So thank you again so much, listeners, for joining us. We know there's a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race content out there, and we're so glad that you're joining us on our little journey. Uh, uh, don't forget to tell your friends all about it yes. leave us a little review and like our pics on Instagram and yes. uh, give us an iTunes review give us an iTunes review give, give us an iTunes review <laughs> <laughs> um, because they're apparently the only way to get any traction in this wild world of podcasting and you know everybody loves a tight traction room <laughs> <laughs> Maddie uh, say something about his you this week well last night I binged the final season's first half of BoJack Horseman. And uh, it's unbelievable that a show that's in its sixth season has not dipped in its quality. It's still the best depiction of depression and uh, addiction and interpersonal relationships. And in this animal se- puns. Animal <laughs> puns. The attention to detail is hilarious. And uh, Princess Caroline has an adorable uh, little hedge baby. Uh, hedgehog baby. Anyway, it's great. The second half of this season comes out in January, but make sure to catch up on it now. Stunning. Uh, I'll have to steal someone's Netflix login. Oh, yeah. I have an illegal stream where I streamed it because I canceled my Netflix after they canceled Tuca and Bertie because... Yeah. What the fuck? fuck damn. Netflix. Go and watch Tuca and Bertie. This is my recommendation, but if you haven't... And if you, especially if you like Bojack, it's uh, from Lisa Hannibal, the same creator. But it's so much more female-centric and badass. And it's with Ali Wong and Tiffany Haddish. Like, mm. what not to like? Go and stream Two Can Birdie and then Bojack Horseman immediately. Annie, say something that matters to you this week. Okay, I am a very discerning film viewer. And I must say, I have 
Absolutely ex- excellent taste. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> okay, well, I had my... I watched a movie this week and I almost shit my knickers, pissed my pants and flood my basement all at the same time, honey. Best movie of the year. Uh, it's called Parasite. It's Korean. It is directed... South by- Korean. <laughs> Thanks, Dirk Perry. <laughs> um, it is a film... It's directed by Bong Joon-ho, who you might know from... He did that Okja film with mm-hmm. Tilda and the pig, <laughs> whatever, which I haven't seen. But yeah, I knew nothing about it. I just heard it recommended by, you know, every fucking podcast I listen to and whatever. And I thought, okay. And my friend watched it and then sent me a totally legal copy <laughs> to watch. That you later sent it to me. <laughs> that yes, I sent to totally <laughs> <laughs> Um And it was so amazing. It's best to go into it not knowing anything about it i hadn't even looked at the poster same watched the trailer anything and it much like last week's episode of drag race it was a roller coaster it was so fucking funny it was horrifying exhilarating like uh it just gave me that feeling of like oh (laughs) when you're watching like a good heist movie or something it was so clever so beautifully shot beautifully so expertly crafted Acting is amazing. Oh my god. Music goodness. was really good. Oh uh, yeah, ap- every element of it just came together. It's like the perfect movie. Like the, the thing is because it's so it travels around genres so much. Like mm-hmm. you feel like you watch a horror movie, a comedy movie, a romantic movie. You're a like thriller. It satisfies all your movie needs. Yeah, and like if you are squeamish or whatever, it's not like that kind of horror, but it's just there are things in it. There are like tropes. I don't even want to say no, no, because no. it's best to go into it thinking you're just watching you have some to nice watch foreign it. language film. Yes, it's subtitled. Get over it. Uh, so yes, that is my recommendation. Fabulous for this week. Make sure to tune in next week for the penultimate episode of RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> UK Season One, Episode Seven. <laughs> Great HD, seven twenty p, HPV. Well, we, we got, got it. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Nothing You Say Matters and follow me at AnniePixOfficial. And me at Matthias Vashitsa. And please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Leave us five stars. And leave us a review. It really helps. Cover photo by Annie Pix. Graphic design by Matty Vashitsa. Theme song by Matty Vashitsa. Episode edited, produced, and executive produced by Annie Pix and Matty Vashitsa. Nothing You Say Matters is not associated with Drag Race UK, World of Wonder Productions, or The Glory. Like, rate, subscribe. Fight the real enemy.